Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm Nikki Glazer. I'm in Los Angeles, California. Andrew Collin is in St. Louis in his apartment. Noah is in Arizona. And here with me in Los Angeles, California is a friend of the show, friend of mine, comedian, um, just a wonderful person across the board, uh, country music enthusiast, <laughs> uh, Carlisle Forrester. Hello. Hi, Carlisle. Um, all this morning, since we've been like gearing up for the show, Andrew and Carlisle have been singing country music. Um, Carlisle would start a song and Andrew would finish it, or Andrew would start it and Carlisle would finish it to prove that they know every country song. Basically, any song that you start. I'm going to say from the years 1989 to 1997, okay? That's what they call prime country, is Andrew yeah. and I know. Prime. That wasn't just prime country for you. Like that wasn't just a formative time for you. You're talking about like those were the, like it, the country got bad years. after that. Yeah, I think that's when prime. I got into country. It was '97 where it was like, oh, the Dixie Chicks are on the scene. Yes, this is making it pal. So that made it bad. The Chicks. No, 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 no. I, I, I would lump the Dixie Chicks in with that time frame. Were okay. they after '97? Maybe they were. Okay. Well, I mean, they I came out before then, but the I think chicks. that they were really getting big in the late '90s. Yeah. But 
I love that time. I mean, period. when the Dixie Chicks came about, were you guys like, because they Obsessed. seem different to me in terms, yes. instead of all these other songs. You're singing about like, the rain, it falls, and I'm sad, and the mall. It's like. Oh, you know that one? <laughs> you that's a good one. It? That's Clint Black right there. Yeah, that's a good song right there. Wait, you know sing it's good the when it's about song the song you were singing. Like all these the songs. rain. And I have fallen Falling for, for you, you. And I know just why you like, like the rain. Like the rain. Okay. <laughs> I, I second time around, you first time you guys sang it, I was like, "This is a dud." But now I'm like, "I'm I'm I'm interested. I think it could be our single." Yeah. Okay. Wait. I um, got ocean from property, property in, in Arizona. Noah, that's your song. What? Um, See, do you get why that's funny, Nikki? Because there is no ocean front property in Arizona. That's not funny. It's a comedic song. Not yet. But what, like so it. what's the point of the song then? So what he's it's a song saying about is climate he change. says no. <laughs> he goes. He goes. And I if got you'll nine buy that, million dead Californians. <laughs> I, I got nineteen million dead babies in an ocean near Arizona. They're floating around, and farmers they're dead all had <laughs> to destroy their crops. They're moving back. No, he's trying to tell the girl that he's over her. And Mm -hmm. then he's saying, if you'll buy that, I've got some oceanfront property. He's a good realtor. He's like not really over her. (laughs) At the end, he goes, if you'll buy that, I'll throw the golden gate in free. Like That's he's stupid. Just, I know, but he's That's just saying like he's lying. I'm sure. And the whole song is a big lie about. Yeah. I get, I mean, I get it that like he's making a point of like, if I think I'm not it, over you. I think it goes like, when I pigs don't fly. worship the ground you walk, walk on, on. And I don't think about you every day. Oh, right. So they're like, just building yeah. up to lies. And then and I've then got ocean front the, property. Yes. And, and then you know, like, it's all, he's not <laughs> over her at he's all. obsessed with you. Yes. Um, and he is, he, he has seen an inconvenient truth recently. Yeah. And he just wanted to put some messaging in there. Maybe that's what my dad's climate change song is really about. I feel like you know, with country writers, with country writers, they come up with something clever, you know, something clever like that. And people are like, stop the fucking tape. Are you oh, yeah, that's what I'm like, saying. Like when you guys you heard Ocean Front <laughs> Property in Arizona, you were all you probably fucking shit your overalls. We did. Like, <laughs> How did they do it? I was at the gas I have so pump, many like, overalls. Wait a second. <sighs> I know what he did. I mean, there. I did, I felt that way too when I would hear like kind of like clever things in songs and chicken be like, to China, you just the Chinese so- chicken. I mean, you blew, you yeah, blew your load. that one blew my mind. Yeah, you're fucking fubu. I'm trying done. to think of like, fu- like uh, so- song lyrics that I know that I was like, oh, that's so, like, um, I could hide out under there. I just made you say underwear. Yes. That was clever, and r- I really liked it, because like, you think of the, that you'd have to fill in the blank. That, I contend, is actually clever. And the Arizona thing isn't bad. I kind of like it. I think that's a sweet song. Um, she don't do you know that it know takes she's beautiful never crossed her mind <laughs> I like that song I, she I don't love, know <laughs> she's beautiful no she's not that kind well, and that, <laughs> Nikki has the new verse to that oh, wait I forget what I said <laughs> she's got low self esteem and that's why I'll always be with her don't tell her how beautiful she is cause she'll leave me for a better man like it's all just like yeah, I mean, there, there, there's a lot that, of versions I'll of that song. throw the golden gate in <laughs> <Yeah>. free. 
They all go together. I want her to be on the brink of jumping off the Golden Gate, but not enough to actually do it. (laughs) If she jumps just not on top of the bridge, just when she just gets 20 feet in, so she doesn't die, but she still needs me. there with her hair blowing in the wind, (laughs) contemplating death, knowing she can't do better than me. Keep her in that state of constant... I don't actually want her to do it. Just want to pull my pickup close enough to it. <laughs> Catch her in the bed of my truck. Intercept her death, and then we go fuck. It was an amazing day. And thank God for love. That's like all I have like, to say. I picture this whole time he has a shotgun to her head. <laughs> like yeah. They have so many guns it's like how are you gonna leave a guy with 10 guns it's hard look you think twice about it i mean we're talking about some (laughs) some tougher issues here i mean i think that is the reason why so many women are like i don't think i can go do you know that he's ready for the civil war and people are like why and she's like much less me gun case staying at sharon's house for the night i think he'll be able to I can find me. It's funny too because he only lets her use the musket. Like it's like you're not, <laughs> you're not touching the good guns. You Jesus gotta. Christ! <laughs> yeah, there are so many women out there that have an inkling that if I left him, he might kill me. Like there's, yeah. ju- they might not say it out loud, but they like they they there is something in the back. I mean, I've I thought people would kill me before. Like I've had like things where I'm like. This guy is acting a little weird. Like, am I going to get murdered tonight at this thing I know he's going to be at? Like, or well, I know of murdered, that he knows I'm that. You last night murdered, but then uh, now you have to worry about yes. murder. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, kind of. I was thinking about that. I was like, what a good way to go if I get assassinated. Um, Listen, did you turn off your exact location off of Instagram? Because that's a thing people are talking about right now. Why would anyone put their exact location Everybody's sharing this meme right now that says that with the new iPhone update, with the Instagram app only, if you update both, your exact location is shared. So you have to physically go into settings. But I haven't been able to find the settings to turn it off. Everybody's sharing this meme that's like, go into your settings and turn off your exact location. Yeah, this is what a okay. creep does. He's like, go into your settings and then come to my house and wear something skimpy. <laughs> and it's like, wait, what? I didn't read it. This is these all terms in general. So you go to general and then you go back to, to text and then you type in 818-267-4359 and then you put yeah. in your address. Uh-huh. Are you yeah. sure that's within the... Okay. Yeah, yeah that's it's all the in there. All. And it's then you send print. a picture of your nipple to that number uh-huh. two? It's in Latin. It's in Latin. Okay. Yeah. With your social security <laughs> card underneath it? Okay. Um, it's in Braille around my nipple. Um, you fucking demolished last night. Oh, thank you. you. Yeah. I know you probably heard fun. a lot of positive things, but you really did. Thank I you. mean, you own that fucking thing. Congrats. Thank you. It was amazing to watch. Well, it was so nice to have Carlisle there. It was so nice to have the support of everyone that um like you guys and all my friends like just everyone that was texting and saying nice things and then the staff there is just like so nice and like i just was not nervous at all and i yeah, i gotta say i kind of didn't care so comfortable like, i was just Great. kind of like it doesn't matter this doesn't matter even if it goes well if it doesn't go well like it doesn't like no one remembers anything that happened a week ago. Like you were the Manti Teoduk, so... we're all talking about it this week. None of us will even remember a single detail of it in a month. Like it, it just, 
things go so fast. Like this is like a good moment for me, but like in a week you it'll be like what's what is she doing next? Like it's like it was a uh, so it's not that I'm not like underplaying it and it doesn't matter. It does matter, but I just had to go in with that attitude of like it like there were so many flashes of like wait, why did you do that? Oh god, like cringy moments where you're just like I was reliving them. They were like flashbacks, you know? And usually oh, this had to shiver down out? my well, yeah, you didn't I mean, see that minute four. <laughs> it's in the terms and conditions. It, it wasn't not going to fall out. I wasn't wearing underwear, and so it was a slippery situation down there. It was, it was there. It was hot. It was. Out. I was scared that I was gonna like puss sweat through the dress as I was sitting. So I was clamping like my legs so tight so that it would like keep it from like maybe a you know just like saturating down because I was like just hot from the adrenaline. Um, I feel like the hardest course, parts, like, and everybody's oh, gonna sorry. have a little bit of that. Like, how do you? How do people that don't wear underwear do that and stand up and not have a small little spot? Oh, I remember when I was doing F Boy Island, and I was wearing a, a mini skirt, and there was like a wooden. I was sitting on a wooden, like seat, uh, like a, a log almost oh, to do. A log, yeah, um, yeah, I was sitting on one of their wooden hard bodies. <laughs> I was <laughs> and <laughs> I wish and I was I remember it was that like that I forget which one it was like the yoga instructor or something and I was sitting on this thing and it was so fucking hot and I got up and there was like a wet spot but it was sweat it, but yeah. it looked like I was just like sogging up this fucking branch <laughs> this old log sogging up the log, up the log. <laughs> and all the guys saw it and they were like laughing I was like I really feel like a preschool teacher that like they're being like she peed and i was like it's sweat you guys not horny for you at all um but yeah i'm always worried about that like leaving a a puddle and I, having people I call i'd it rather bit, people bit. think it's just like sweat pussy like disgusting yeah. pussy juice as opposed to like she's so horny for danny devito or whatever <laughs> whenever <laughs> brenna danny comes DeVito. home we, we call it business puss which i think is a fun way yes. to describe it it's like mm -hmm. not nine to five either you're working 20 hours a day with that thing so oh yeah it's that i mean I, what um almost, pussy oh, sorry, i feel go like on. goes back to smelling like pussy within <laughs> minutes of a shower <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes I just do a, a test and I go, did I forget to wash it? Not that it smells bad, but I'm like, how does it, how does it instant, like armpits too, will instantly go back to armpit smell unless you nuke them. Yeah. With What's your test? First. How do you test it? My vagina. See if the dog yeah. dies. I, I just stick up a, a fork in it. Fork? I, th I throw it against the refrigerator and see if it sticks. And now, if you um, get electrocuted and you die. <laughs> It's yeah. bad. Do you know that pasta test? Um, yeah, I just, I think I just put it, I like, I gently put my fingers down there and I just smell my fingers. <laughs> like classic. But I don't do it, like, I will do it very obviously. I never want to be caught doing anything. Like, yeah, so if like, I'm around Chris or something, I will do it. I, Chris doesn't like that kind of stuff. Like, I just don't want Chris to, like, see me being gross. Like, if, I, if I'm getting ready for a trip and I'm picking up underwear, being like, is this good? Yeah. I don't want him to see me, like, being like, oh, you know. <laughs> So I try to hide it, but if someone catches me, I'd I'd rather be like obvious about smelling my vagina, just to be like. But sometimes, it, I mean, it just smells like a vagina. It's not like it's like oh. But I mean, there are some days where it's, you know, yeah. I check my flow app to be like, remember this day, <laughs> remember this date. It will go down in infamy. Yes. D day, as the day and V day, yeah. yeah. B, what, B, B, B V D day. 
<laughs> that was one of my favorite parts of the uh, not <laughs> you smelling your pussy on late night, but uh, when you asked a girl what's your favorite date and she said June. Mm. Oh my god! And then that was you go, so which, cute. which was the one of the funniest jokes. At, like it was so funny, dude. It was they, so I funny. Mean, we didn't really like. Such a I, good I think balance. one of the jokes you saw on there with the kids was one we gave them. But the rest, which is so impressive with dealing with kids. I mean, most of the time you see things with kids. I know when someone's fed a line, I can tell. And so if I know it, then it's probably happening even more because kids do do a really, you, you ha- what the trick is that you just have them say it, like repeat after you. You go, okay, repeat after me. My name is Megan. And they'll go like, my name is Megan. So then they just mimic exactly the way you're saying it. And so, they'll, so you can get them to sound like, they're unsure of it. So mm-hmm. there's ways to trick, but we didn't have to do that. Like that kid at the end who I just go, I think we're done here. And he just goes, yay. And that runs off. So good. I would have thought that was fake. If I saw that, I would have been like, that is yes. so fake. And what a dumb ending that would really happen. And it was shocking. And um, yeah, it really made me feel bad. It was, there was a touching moment where I asked a bunch of the, that took like four hours to shoot. I was sitting there for four hours. Um, I, uh, there was one part where the kid, I was asking them if I'd be a good mom. And one of the kids was like, yeah. And I was just like, really? Like it got too like emotional. I was like, wait, why do you think so? He's like three. He's like, I don't know. You're, you're cause you're nice and caring. And I was just like, can we cut? Like it was and then just you're like, will I ever be married? He's like, no, you're going to get knocked up no. and the guy won't ever talk to you again. Yeah. Oh my God. There were so many, I mean, that, that sketch had to be edited so fast. I mean, it was, it went through like so many edits like in the last minute so there was a lot that was left on the like it made me really excited to like maybe do a show where i could be in the edit room and like we could really tinker with it for like a really long time because there were so many funny moments it was talking to kids is so fun and they were so cute i mean what a balance though you going from the roast jokes to that like it just showed range and showed your heart and shows that like jokes are jokes and then, like, you know what I mean? I don't know. It was just, I don't know. It was really refreshing. Thank you. I'm glad Is you it... say that. That was exactly my intention was, like, yeah, I was, like, I want to do something with kids because I want to soften my image and I want to show people that I'm not, like, X-rated and you don't need to, like, keep me from them and I can be, like, good with them and, like, and to show all my yeah, potential you... suitors, like, maybe I would make a good <laughs> nanny. You wear, like, a skimpier outfit with the kids and you're, like, so what's it like to eat ass? Kid. It like was it funny. Just like gets I was wearing. Worse, like. <laughs> uh, well, I wanted to. Like if you just made one it way of my goals worse with the, the sketch <laughs> was to go was to like toe the line the entire sketch of being like, when is it? You know, when is it okay to go? Like to kiss on a first date. Yeah. What, should you ever go all the way on a first date? Like say things that kids don't understand mean sex and not even ever answer. One time I asked a kid like, "What's an F boy? What do you think the F stands for?" Because it would just be funny for them to be like frog. But one of the moms was like, don't ask that. And I'm like, I'm not going to tell that. What are you? Yeah. Do you yeah what do you yeah, think I yeah, am? Yeah. Um, but then I wanted to end. I wanted to toe the line the entire sketch. And then I wanted to end with me being like, should you like suck a guy's dick on a, you know, and yeah, swallow yeah, his cum yeah. at the, on the end of a date, like on a first date? Is that too much to swallow his cum or should you spit it out of the fucking um, Prius? And then. Uh, I wanted it to like cut to just like and have people go like she did it she went to, we knew she went and then it cut to like a guy dressed as a child like a full yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah, adult yeah. man that would have been really funny um, yeah yeah I was because I, 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 I wanted the, to play with that of like she's too much and then have them go to everyone go we knew it she was gonna cross the line <laughs> yeah. and then be like no I didn't you idiots <laughs> I love the um, I love the moment where you did kind of cross the line in like the most subtle way when 
you go, uh, what about if it's two women or two? And she goes, the older one, who would pay? What about if it's two oh, yeah. girls? Well, Which that is wasn't like crossing a the very, line because, well, that's crossing the line saying, for right-wing people of being like, yes, she yes, doesn't need to know that two women can go exactly. on a date together. Why Which are you trying big, to infiltrate? Yeah. Don't say gay at the <laughs> fucking Grove yeah. Farmer's Market in front of my daughter. Yeah. But <laughs> hey, That's a good song. You know, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, is it, did Clint Black come back? <laughs> <laughs> hey man don't make fun of that tune now <laughs> uh yeah and no i i didn't think it crossed the line like for someone like me but like no in but i was a little society, bit nervous but i also like, like had it in my mind the whole time that we were doing this very heteronormative questioning about dating of like yeah. who should pay is it okay to who should make the first move like everything was about straight relationships so and i knew that little girl was probably like the thing is about kit now that i'm with my nieces and nephews like they honestly don't know people are black and like think of that as like a different thing mm-hmm. they do, like i remember like trying to like be like well um which where's the black guy like like ask like we were playing like a, a thing on like i don't know where's walter or something and i'm just like where's this and i'm like trying to just be like okay that's a person it's not a big deal they're black but like where you know and lauren was like they don't like know what that is and i'm like You're taught I don't that. know if yeah. that's good but like they just don't ca- and, and especially in california like two women is like all a bunch of their friends I think have two yeah. mommies so she didn't blink an eye but I loved her answer that's it so, so good dude. the older one and I like how she questioned it. it was and I was like that's actually like a good yeah, system dude. I learned let's yeah. put it into yeah. place all right I, uh, we have so much more oh, sorry, uh, to talk about we will discuss all of it when we get back I'm here in California with Carlisle and Andrew is in Arizona no Noah's in Arizona <laughs> On our lakefront property or oceanfront view. <laughs> yep. And Andrew's in uh, St. Louis. Uh, all right, we'll be back with more. Andrew! I got an oceanfront property uh, in Hawaii. It's actually pretty right mm-hmm. on the nose. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. 
From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. All right, we're back. Um, what were I got saying, a question. Andrew? Like, I feel like for, for me, if I was doing something like that, the hardest part, and, and I think when you have to read their credits of when you're in, like... She's doing this. She was on The Good Life. And it, like, do you have multiple takes with something like that? Or like, you know, just like the little things where you have to read from the prompter where it's not funny. It's like, here's a little bit of seriousness. Is that tough? Like, because I feel um, like I'd have trouble with that. Well, it is Jimmy Kimmel live, but it's actually um, not live. And so with the monologue, I stopped and started probably four times. Because I okay. just messed up, like with roast jokes, I've learned with doing, I just knew that roast thing could possibly go viral and I did not want to flub a line. I didn't, I just wanted it to be so perfect. Smart. And I knew it would be tough in editing, but also the audience kind of likes it when you fuck up and then you go, listen, this is TV. We're all having fun here. And it just like kind of cuts the tension of like, this is a taping. So I you um, taught me that and it is so pro because it takes n absolutely nothing away from it. You're just like, oh, I'm going to take that again. Because why have this perfect thing where you just, you know, flub one little thing? And then the whole the rest of the time you're talking, you go, I fucked that one thing yeah. up. And then, yeah. it, and then it ruins the rest of your performance because you're still hung up. So I just, I just stop and say, can we go back? And so they, um, they, I could tell they were probably like, okay, this is a little too much. Like she's taking liberties with like doing things <laughs> over, but I just wanted to get it perfect. But then they were able to make it, um, they just need places to cut, you know, so that, it would look seamless. And so they ended up making it um, like uh, 
like I think they full screen they would go to images and I, I they they found a way to edit it that was easier for them but that that's all I feel bad about is like this editor is probably like Jesus Christ I want to go home today like or this is Thursday it's our last day like come on lady um no I think it would be worse if you flubbed the line and then he was sitting there trying to figure out how to fix that it's like yeah. you're so pro yeah you just do it for him you're well, kind of editing that's something that would make live. his day hell i just know anyone that's gonna give me a late night show is not there in that studio watching me flub they're watching it that's online right. and so that's more important like it's no, better gonna get out i think i'm pretty sure i mean it could that i'm gonna tell if someone that get, it's a tight if that got editor out, they would also <laughs> words should get out that i'm really fun to work with you know like or that i'm really easy to work <laughs> no, with that i'm like I'm all the things behind the scenes but no i, I you should How's tell the interview everyone pro- How's the interview process? But that part that you're like, talking about of like, you know her uh, from Four Seasons on The Good Place. She has a She-Hulk, the, the whole thing. That is honestly, um, that, reading a teleprompter is not, for some reason, to some people is not easy and it's just never been, it's never been a struggle for me. Like I, from um, Nikki and Sarah Live days when we would go live and have to read a teleprompter, I was always have a natural inclination for that. I like the way that some people are just like natural born athletes. I can just read a teleprompter and like navigate it pretty simply. And there are moments where I'm sure there's times where I flub up lines because I just like too, there was something yesterday that I couldn't get the wording of because it was like two words together that just didn't seem right to me and it's not the way I say them or something. Um, But in those intros, no, I just got lucky and got them right the first time. It didn't even occur to me that they could fuck up. I think the second I go... This could fuck up, then it fucks up. Um, but with the interview, feeling like when to come in, because it everything has to be tight, right? You, that's but you the gotta, hardest part. Yeah. So how do you By know? Far, I was like, God damn it! Like the the <laughs> monologue, I was not worried about at all. The uh, that was just like, oh, I do this all the time. It's like doing stand up, and it was easy peasy. The interview is like the hardest part, where I was just like, How does it feel? You can't at that really desk, plan though. it. How does yeah, it feel seeing the just, desk and looking at them? Does it, it didn't oh, sound like an desk. interview. It just sounded like you were chit-chatting with them. It was so natural. And even like when oh, you threw to you. the... Yeah, like when, when you threw to the video, you know, I am I know the behind-the-scenes stuff. I just could not believe... I would not have expected you guys going to the video of Jamila getting kicked in the puss. And it yeah. just seemed like they just had it ready. It was yes. so seamless. Well, they... We... They did. They have everything ready. Like it's such an interesting. Like the way. I mean, the producers for these guests. Like you don't know. I never knew what went into having a guest on a t- late night talk show. You interview. They interview them. These people like home. They give you packets, like a thick packet of information about this person, about every you know thing. They they've been like doxed for you, like everything about their life, and it's like a, a biography. And then they also have a call with them to like talk about stories that would be good to talk about, and then. I kind of came in with some ideas like that meme idea for um, Danny DeVito for him to recreate oh, memes. That was, that was so great. good. The smiling after shitting idea. his pants. That was, that was so funny that's, that, that he smiled. He was like, I like it. Whether it's a um, fart or a shark, you got to push through or whatever he said. It was, oh my God. Uh, and he so smiled. Funny. Dude, oh, it was his, so good. Your line to him about the oil, like the callback there. Oh, yeah. They're both going to be in prison together. That was so fun. Yeah. And, um, and then what's her name was a yeah. perfect match for you. Uh, oh, yeah. Jamila. Jamila. And, and chemistry was thank God we had done a podcast together before and both had like oh, okay. mutual admiration. And she found out I was guest hosting. And so she had reached out to me a couple days before and was like, I'm so excited. It's you. And like was so sweet. And so as soon as Danny DeVito's interview was over, I was like completely calm. Because I was like, okay, the show's over. Because Jamila, like, 
this is it, it was I already know this person even though we've never met in person person but um DeVito I was just nervous about just because he's done this so many times that he could probably smell the fear mm-hmm. or like just and, and I felt like bad like man he this is his 10th time on the show. It's like, now he has to be with a guest host because I gotta say, like, when you do a late night show and you find out it's a guest host, you're like, mm, less eyes are gonna be on this. Like, it's just not, this. it's not as special. It doesn't really count as much to you. So I kind of felt like bad that he was on when I was on. So, um, it was yeah. it was just nice once that interview was over and the, that meme thing, like, really made me feel like, oh, we ended on such a high note and um, that was, uh, that was really fun. Like, I, mean, I found his out Arnold like, the story- things I like to do. His Arnold story was captivating. Like the whole thing was yeah, captivating. It wasn't like there wasn't. I mean, yeah, he. I fucking love that dude. I mean, I love he's him awesome. even more. He's so when nice. He, when he he gave you really good props though about your jokes about the you know your monologue, know, and then so he's sweet. like, "Fuck those ass." And like he just leaned into it, and you could tell he respected the fuck out of it. Like I don't know, you could see it. Uh, I know. I I I kind of felt bad about the Marjorie Taylor Green joke where I said that she and I she looks like. If we had a, if I, I know what I would, my daughter would look like if I had a baby with Mickey Rourke. Cause it's just like making fun of someone being uglier than me, I guess, is the joke. Like it's like an ugly woman joke, but she's such a cunt that like, I felt like last night I was kind of like, is that what I want to put out in the world where we like, what if a woman's watching that and she Mm -hmm. like has a, like a cross eyes and then she's going to feel like, oh, I, I'm less like I make people should laugh at me because my eyes are crossed. Like I felt like, man, that's, and I, I did take out like a joke when we said that Ted Cruz was fat. I was like, we're not going to say fat. Can we just she say did. he's gained a little bit of weight? Because I don't want it to be like a thing where you're she like, wait, fat. Mm-hmm. we eat fat. So I tried to lay yeah. off on some places, but there was a part of me that was like, I don't want this woman to be swatted anymore. That is awful. I don't want to be swatted. I, um, so there's a part of me because when you do the Comedy Central roast, it's like they people sign up for them, and these yeah. people didn't sign up for it, but in a way they did because they're terrible people who care about no one except money and themselves. So I just yeah, the whole like I had to rationalize uh, it that way. They they're, go they're low, we people. go high. Fuck, fuck. Sometimes you just gotta meet them at no, the, it's at it's the fun. Bro, so that's, mean. That's just I just uh, like it. it we go low, we Trump go high thing. It's like I just couldn't even articulate how much i hate him like a roast joke couldn't that was such a good it couldn't like at first i think it was like oh now i know what stuffed crust pizza looks like if it could grab your puss and i was like stuffed crust pizza is not enough for me like he's like a bloated sunburnt like uh you know abused factory farm dead bloated corpse pig like i was just like going sore i was like i hate him so much the specificity of that joke is so good i was so impressed by y'all just working up until like the last moment like the writers would come in they would rework stuff then they would go retype it all out for her then come out with more stuff highlighted then they go over it again and that process is just like all day all day an ever-changing malleable set and it's just really impressive how you like can like retain all of that as it's just this moving ever-changing organism and then you deliver it and you remember like all the beats that's my favorite part about is like you up until the last second like i put on the dress and i was like is it funny to say that if jimmy if this goes bad we're gonna green screen jimmy kimmel into this dress and they're like that's great let's just add it in. It was like two seconds before and like Perfect. all these things like kept getting um, at like me asking Guillermo about his date was like, they were like, Hey, he's been on a bad date. Ask him about a date. And that was right before it was like uh, um, roast jokes getting cut. But that, I love that process of like, 
uh yeah of that was the most fun part but it, that that was all day long like i got there at 9 20 mm-hmm. i arrived and i did not i think i had 30 minutes to myself where no one came in and like briefed me because it's like they come in and they talk to you about the monologue then you go and walk you go run through j- jokes with like the whole staff meeting and they all clap when you enter the room and like it's this big <laughs> room of staff members and then you watch all the clips that they have and then you go back to your green room and then they bring in notes. Then the guest prep people come in and then they leave. And then they come back later to tell you what the guest said. And then they come back later to, to show you the cards and make sure the cards are okay. Then they come back. Like it is constant streams of people coming in. And it, it, the, the best part about it though is like, it is such a fine oil machine. Like yeah. that was my worry was like two days ago. I had no idea what I was going to do for any of this. Like I knew I was shooting yep. that thing, but I had no idea what I was going to say that is absurd for me to not know what I'm doing two <laughs> days before a big deal. Yeah. Like it's not, but I could do that because I knew I gave myself over the process and there was, you know, I, I, I gave myself over to like, these people are better at this than I am. They know what they're doing. If they're not freaking out, I don't need to freak out. And it was a lesson in not, thinking you know better not trying to control things because they they did say to me like we're so glad to have you as our last guest host because it's it's hard for them like, i'm sure they Jimmy did it like been, that on purpose so they could go like cruise control a little bit i don't know, know so good you are the perfect vehicle for all of their talents to just like shine through and when they i was watching really you good. last night you know like um I just want to tell you, like, at the risk of, like, losing our work relationship, like, you are meant for late night TV. Like, you oh, just okay. fit perfectly. You I know, disagree. You're, 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 I need this <laughs> Andrew? <laughs> trying to have a touching moment. I need don't Daniel. ever have aspiration. <laughs> I don't do look pretty good with a mustache. Cut my legs off. I don't off. know. I, I definitely see it in your future. You just, for sure. you just fit yeah. that role so well. It's it was so fun. I, thank you so much. I like I really did um I'd love I, for I you to get the it. job and then you cut to like five years from now where you've done twelve hundred shows and you show up there at like four thirty in the afternoon, you're like, Okay, what are the fucking jokes? Okay, I gotta read like like <laughs> yeah. how less well, I, of a process you would be I, like I sent uh Chris <laughs> my just... schedule to be like this was what this is what my life would look like if I had this kind of show. Like it's interesting to see the rundown of like all the meetings stacked yeah. and like what your day looks like. And I'm like, it's a legit nine to five. Like I don't think I've ever like had that. And he was like, Jimmy does not come in at nine. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, like you get to a place where like you don't have to come in that early. This is because they have to explain everything to me. But then I get there and I realized, I think he does. Like Jimmy Kimmel is like, he crosses every T, dots every I, like everything goes through him and you can tell it does. Like that staff, everyone has been there forever. Everyone, they have rituals where like when you run out, they're like, best show ever, best show ever. And you have to fist pound everyone and you have to like hit a certain thing on the ceiling and like you have to like, there's all these like fun family rituals. There's like, there's tons of, it's everyone there you can tell is really taken care of and like loves their job. And, um, but I would have to work it into a thing. Like in terms of our car, like our guest cards, like I looked at what Jimmy has generally when he has a guest and it looks like some pages out of like Moby Dick. Like it is fine print. Like, like he has all the questions, like details, lots and lots of words. And he, they said he worked up to that where he's able to like conduct an interview, read these like long paragraphs, also deal with the prompter. And like, but I was like, I just want words like bullet points, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, cartoon with daughter. Like I just want big. And so I think 
if I think I did it, I would probably do it in a way where I could show up at three some days <laughs> and get it done. Just because that would be the best show for me. Whereas Kimmel, his best show is if he is like, he wants, he needs to be there at, at whenever he shows up. So I think it's yeah. just like, you know, not one size fits all, but it does take, um, it takes a lot, like, it would be fun to get good at guest interviews where you would just be like, oh, I'm an old pro at this. Because how, it is so awkward to go from a conversation to go, all right, well, thank you so much. You're, uh, you can see Carlisle Forrester <laughs> this fall on, you know, like, it's so awkward to go from a story to find an out, like, all those, all those little things that you kind of watch interviews and you go, you never pay attention to them. You're Think so about doing it yourself. It. I was not. I had some really awkward moments that thankfully they cut around. But like mm. that was the joy of doing a show that's not live. And yeah. literally no one does a show live on TV ever anymore. There's so no reason to. You don't you don't need to. And yeah. that's the joy of of taping these things is that you can just take them over and it's not a big deal or if you f- fuck up. It's just a good lesson in like I just kept saying to myself every time I would fuck up and it would be something that would like kind of stick in my head and kind of follow me. I'm just like, dump it, man. Like start over. Like you gotta, don't let that then make the rest of this shit. Like it, it's gone. It happened. Leave it. And through, like I was saying throughout the night, I, I kept just like having intrusive thoughts of like, oh, that was a really awkward moment. Why did you say that? Oh, you forgot to say that really funny thing. You could have said that. And it was just like, mm-hmm. it's done. What is the point of this? So that next time you're interviewing Danny DeVito as in a green yeah. dress, you can say that line. Like yeah. these things you are worried that you didn't say, it's not, this is not helping anything. It's just making yourself feel bad. Unless I'm worried about things that I go, next time I want to do that differently. But this is all stuff that's just, why did you do that, you idiot? Mm-hmm. Like that kind of stuff. I, once you kind of think about the utility of those thoughts of like, what is this doing for me? Uh, you can kind of go, Nothing. oh, well, then let me drop it because I only kind of want to have thoughts that are helpful t- and, and doing something. Yeah, um, I think yeah, there's a way to... You're teaching me that and I need to remember that. Like about, even like with comedy, like Nikki was the first person that taught me just like, it's a set. Who cares? It's a comedy set. You're going to have another one tomorrow night. Like, let it go. You just, it happens. That's it. Same thing with an audition. You know, do it, let it go. It's not going to like, help anything to dwell on it it's going to perpetuate more so hard not to it's the hardest well i think i think there's a way to do it but i think we're the reason why we are artists is we're pretty emotional about it's hard for us to watch game film and not feel like if you had to watch it over again and break it down yeah dude i I can't hear my own always like fast and loose with your words and like it's a defense mechanism any podcast or any interview i'm always like oh why did i say that or what do you get like that after being on stage or being on a podcast or i did sometimes like i i used to go on podcasts and be like i gotta get my story out if i get these stories out people will like me and they'll like the stories and so I, I you know i'd go on like tuesday with stories i remember i did a live show with them and i put them on such a high pedestal in my mind and i literally was throwing up outside stand-up new york because oh. i thought i was sick oh. but i just made myself sick with anxiety oh my god you know? yeah. and uh and it was like i just went up there and i told like a 15 minute story but i didn't even let them have time to like like bullshit and like it wasn't present i was just spitting it out because i was like you'll like me if i tell you this story and and i learned a lot though from that you know like i learned 
you know, that they'll never have me on again. You know, like I learned that. <laughs> I learned that they'll never respect me. You know, no, that I, but, <laughs> is such a classic thing to do. I've done that so many times, too. But you're right. You do learn that because maybe you would have done that on a more important podcast or like you had to learn that lesson. That was like not going to be something you figured out without doing it and failing and talking about look, watching game tape or whatever. Like I was at the comedy store the other day and there's this guy that's following me around uh, to do a piece on me for Esquire magazine and he was talking to all these comics about their process and listening to your t- like self after you record it mm-hmm. and I was he was like I was like I've never listened to myself ever ever <laughs> so ever I record every set and I never have and I never and that's why I don't post clips of myself I, I you know my Netflix or my both my Netflix special and my HBO special were like delayed because I couldn't you know watch myself and Kurt Metzger was there being like, oh man, that's like, you know, he's friends with Louie. He's like, that's what Louis says, like, is the the only reason he is who he is because he, you know, lis- he listens to himself right after he gets off stage, takes notes and everything. And I said to the guy, you know, yeah, that's what separates the greats from yeah. the, you know, good enoughs. Like it will, and he goes, then why don't you do it? And I go, because it's, I just, I can't. I really have resigned myself to like, it is not, I, it, I, it's so uncomfortable to me that I'd rather I'm, I'm fine with the success that I've achieved from not doing that. And he's like, why do you think it is? Because it's never as bad as you think it's going to be. The problem is it's, I, I think it's going to be worse than I think it is. But in my head, I'm like, that set was so good. I don't want to listen to it because it's going to be not as good as I have it in my head. And then I'll realize what a fraud I am. Yeah. I'm but more it, apt to watch a bad one that I know is bad than like yeah, the good ones. Yeah, that's a good point. But because that's probably be better than what you have. Because you go either way. You either think it was the worst set ever and you go, oh, that wasn't so bad. Or you yeah, think it's the best you, set ever and you go, ah, actually was kind of mediocre. Mm-hmm. Right. But um, he was like, and I go, you know, and we kind of determined part of the fear is like, if you never... If you always leave this thing of like, if I did that, I could be the best. You always have an excuse why you're not the best. But I, I'm i not even saying that being like, I know my potential. I'm always leaving potential on like, and it's and I don't think it's because I'm scared that if I try, I won't actually be as good. I literally know how good I could be. Like, I don't doubt it. There's yeah. no part of me that's like, but what if I'm not? Like, I know it. <laughs> like, I know that sounds like, I just know what everyone must know this in their own lives of like, I could be this good at this thing. If I went Mm -hmm. to the gym more, I could have this many muscle. Like I could look, I could have that body. Oh, if I didn't eat this every day, or if I, if I spent this much more time with my kids, I would have a better relationship. There's always things you're leaving on the table. And it's like, well then why don't you do them? If you know, that's what's, I don't know. I don't know. Why don't we do it? I I don't, I mean, because it's not that because you weigh the things and you go, I don't want it enough. Right. But have you tried to do it? And and have you really? Yes. That's, I I've think, seen, the difference. I know yeah, like, what I know it works because when I do a late night, when I did the Kimmel thing, I meticulous with all those jokes, wrote every joke and, you know, tinkered with them, had, you know, even the jokes that you wrote for me that I had my friend JP write for me. Like I went in and like I paid it. I wrote them down. I paid attention to them. I practiced mm-hmm. them. I went back and like went over my notes and it's and then the use the proof is in the pudding but then my own stand up i cannot do that with like i just don't want to go back to it it's it's uh, or when i've done a late night set i have to give a transcript so i write it all out and then it's like that's why i have such great late night stand up sets do you think do you think you're too connected to your stand well your stand up's way more personal than like a roast joke so it's it's you it's who you are like it's just too much you- work and it's just work. i don't okay, want so to listen not, to myself i okay. the, the joy of doing stand up is the moment 
and yeah. having that like high on stage and then leaving Letting it and it just and also I'm not someone who like is so like live in the present even though I know that's the key to like a good life but listening to an old set a set I just did when I had fun on stage is to me not living in the present like I just want to go home yes. and like I want it to be over and honestly there's some things in life and I think we all have this where it's good enough. Like yeah. I know I could do better whether yeah. it's a relationship, whether it's like friendships, whether it's your body, like we're leaving so much on the table all the time. I have a good life. I don't need more money. I don't need to perform at Madison Square Garden as a comedian. I don't care. But like I told this interviewer the other day about um, envisioning myself at performing at Madison Square Garden and how you were like, oh, I thought you'd want to be there as a comedian. I'm like, ew, no, I don't. <laughs> like, the most I want to do is the Vic Theater. Like, I don't care about doing stand-up in an amphitheater. That seems really dumb to me, honestly. Uh, it just doesn't seem to have, like, be as, like, the best place for stand-up. I just, I, it's not that I don't There's love stand-up and I will always do it, but I just, um, I don't, I don't crave more from stand-up right now. I feel like I've achieved exactly what I want to. There's something about, like, I don't know if it's narcissist or what, like to listen to yourself back and be like, man, I really nailed that. Or like, that was such a good I thought a I had. And I could see. Um, these comedians that are <laughs> yeah, yeah, listening see. to themselves. I could see. One I may have I mentioned <laughs> is yeah. that they love, the, they, they hate themselves clearly. But also, because God, yeah. It's interesting. The self-defeating right? like, uh, behavior and the, the self-sabotaging behavior. But like, narcissism comes actually from a place I think of deep insecurity. Like you have to go the other way with it. So mm -hmm. like when you, th you look at these people like the other day, Carlisle was talking about someone that is so confident. She, she's like, why can't I be as confident as he is? He just like exudes this, like, I mean, what were you saying? Like this, he just exudes <laughs> so much uh, charisma and self-confidence. I was like, he loves himself so much. Like, and I was like, no, he <laughs> doesn't. I because to I was me fooled. we saw the same person and I go, babe, that person is is not does not love them. Like th yes, mm -hmm. they they've accepted themselves, but they're not like that's not it, that comes from a deep place of insecurity. I mean, if you look at that person's history, like I could I point to things that I go like an insecure, a confident person doesn't have this like or the you know. So it it is interesting though that you do look at these people that are so fucking confident. And you go, God, I think that's, is that the missing thing for me? Is that the missing thing of like making it? It's just narcissism and, and believing like I'm the hot sociopathy shit because I yeah, oftentimes feeling is. like I used to have that and it fades more as you like get smarter and wiser, you know, older and whatever. But like whenever I was like 18 years old, like I remember people be like my parents or whatever like you just think you're you like you're always gonna be and it's like i wonder yeah, why I you lost and that with parents that go you the, think you're gonna be someone <laughs> you can't do shit carlisle good luck <laughs> making it to it the golden to be, gate bridge yeah you think be, you're good on we this basketball up, machine <laughs> in the bar at 12 <laughs> you think you're good at playing conceited Remember the word conceited? You don't even hear it anymore. Yeah. People used to be like, confidence gets so rewarded, dude. Even fake and it was confidence. Like, it, yeah. And now it's it's the total opposite. It's like, build yourself up. Yeah. If you come like, on and you, you talk about 
there's this guy Andrew Tate who just got kicked off everything. Oh, right. Yeah, whatever, whatever you want to say about freedom of speech, whatever. But he just talks like <laughs> this, and everything is confident. And I take women by the hair and I drag them around because I'm a strong alpha man. And everyone's like, "Whoa, dude, this guy talks clear and with authority." And they get fooled. You get fooled. You fool yeah. young kids like. I don't know. Like, but then you're like, wait, should I talk? Like, Hitler talked pretty confident. I'm sure he didn't love himself. But you they, know? and he ended up murdering himself in a bunker. Like, you know, like these people end up yeah, committing suicide. Yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah, they, they don't yeah. actually, no, no, they're not I know. actually yeah. happy. And I just think, because I, I feel that way all the time when people, about my own self, we got to go to break, but like, when I, when people are like, you are killing it. Like yesterday was like a day on social media that I'm sure anyone who is having a rough time in their career, they look at my Instagram who compares themselves to me and they go, mm. God, she's doing everything. Like she's killing it. She hosts this. She's like, and just projecting so much onto me that I would do the same thing. And there was just a part of me that was like, I wish they could see like me alone <laughs> yeah. in my hotel room, like <laughs> o- waiting for Uber Eats, re- literally having this be like the <laughs> highlight of my day, taking a bath, really not knowing what to do in the bath, like being bored within two seconds, getting out, reading a book, putting that down, being on Reddit until five in the morning, not being able to sleep, like reading about Columbine. Like this isn't like, gl- <laughs> this isn't really what it looks like. My spray tan, like the, the splotchiness of my body, like that is all. Um, I have to remember that it's not all what it seems because there there are times that I've lived like the perfect image and I'm just like it's not that but like but it is funny when people go they go they go "Ah," you know they talk like this and then every like 15th Instagram post it's them just crying and they're just oh like, I'm also, I'm also just like you. And they're like, all right, I need more tears. Can you put more tears? Oh, you know what duality. I mean? Like that even, that feels like the same kind of confidence. Yeah, yeah, the duality. But it's like, it's confident in being just like, I don't know. There's it's an interesting thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Uh, but uh, like of I'm a real person, um, <laughs> even though I, I still have a ring light on me and I'm crying <laughs> with a filter on. A cry filter. <laughs> so it's all such lies it's um it's more fun to just uh i just like when but it is hard to hear someone like jamila jamil be like and i'm just a puddle with bangs and i'm like you're go- like stop it you're gorgeous like the, she was like so there are funny. people that she like goes, you know try to go they look so gorgeous down. Yeah, she like and this. You she's go, like, oh, I'll only bang my way down. Like, and she's, yeah. I don't know. And yeah, you go, yeah. honey, I think you could bang your way to the top. You yeah. were like one of the most stunning people I've ever seen. I was literally gobsmacked looking at her. Like, she was so one of those people beautiful. that you see in person and you just go, whoa, I get why she was discovered. Like, she just radiates. So, um, yeah, some people I don't cool like to that. I don't even let them colors have. getting together. I know. Like, it we was were so, so colorful. <laughs> colorful. It was, was awesome. Good, you never see it. it. You never luck. see yeah. that. Like it, 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 you really yeah, don't. it's like we were like dumb and dumber going to the parties. <laughs> oh shit. That's how yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, all right, we gotta go to break. We'll come back with more right after this. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
All right, we're back with Carlisle Forrester. Um, we are going to play Top One, Bottom One. It's Monday. Okay, the category for today's Top One, Bottom One is... Something in an airplane on a flight. Something in an airplane. So uh, when you're flying places, we're going to talk about the thing you like the most and the thing you like the least on Oh, I thought it was airplane. stories from a flight. I apologize. Yeah. So I'll... That's oh, fine. Oh, that I mean, work. this okay. is a loose segment. There's no rules. Just right out by State House. Like that was, <laughs> that was bad. Um, okay, so let's start with uh, the least, uh, the, t- uh, the bottom one on a plane. I will say, um, the guy recently I had a thing on the plane where the guy just really wanted to talk to me, and I could tell that they were just staring at like what I was doing, looking for anything to like comment on, and. And then starting to like judge my movements and like just looking for something to be like, got a pillow or like just the guy next to you who wants to talk to you so badly. (laughs) And then when you finally give in and talk to them, they don't really want to talk to you. They want to talk about themselves and they're not even interested in anything that you're sharing. They just want to talk about themselves. And that's, that's. It, it, this this energy I got from this guy recently of like, oh, he's watching everything I do, just waiting to go like, okay, yes, um, reading a book there. Oh, like, and you couldn't just, be, you're the most closed off. It's essentially like you build your own little fort on a yeah, plane. Yeah, it rarely happens. That's <laughs> when I notice this guy because I was like, he's waiting for an in and he doesn't even understand, he doesn't have AirPods, so he doesn't understand how shut out I am to any noise he's making. So he's going to think I'm rude when he eventually talks to me because I will not hear it because I have noise canceling headphones on that are blaring airplane noise from my white noise app to double down on my favorite thing about an airplane, which is the airplane noise. But yeah, um, I can't, I can't stay. I just learned so much in my early in my career of traveling all the time to never engage with an, a man at the seat next to you. And I'm not talking about a, a man my age. It's usually uh, 50 years plus do not talk to those men on planes. They are too chatty and they will ask for your number and they will want to stay in touch. And it's just, it becomes, it be, I made a mistake so many times of giving these old men my numbers um, <laughs> just to be what? nice. And yeah. then just like flirting with me for years via text. And it's just so gross. Um, and, uh, oh, but I did have this on the plane here the whole time, like I ate like, so, I ate like a monster. Um, I slept like a monster. I was disgusting. <laughs> and I had a feel like at the very start of the plane, I could sense that he kind of clocked me and then was texting a lot on his phone. And I was trying to see his phone if he was like, because sometimes I'll look on their phone and I see them looking up. My, I see my face on their phone. Oh so they're trying God. to like verify it's me. Yeah. So they like Google my name to like see a picture. <sighs> And it's like the, it happens, it happens a lot. And I've done it before with celebrities where I'm like, if you do that, just hide your phone so the celebrity doesn't see. So I I looked at his phone, it didn't have me on it, but I could see like him feverishly texting his friends. And I was like, this guy who was like kind of quiet before is all of a sudden, after he's clocked me, he's like writing. So I was like, maybe, but then I was like, Nikki, stop being full of yourself. Like you're not, who cares? No one, no one knows who you are. And then as soon as we land, he just goes, I just want to say I'm a big fan. I'm like, I have been farting next to you for five and a half hours. I like binge next to you. I put a blanket over my head. Like, uh, like he's like, burka. you're a celebrity. I just I went really to the bathroom like eight times. The smell of your farts. Like, I just like yeah, that. He's yeah, like, yeah. It's like, dude, I really love how like, you're just yourself. And it's like, oh my God, I know. I just let my hair I, like, down. I put he's a like, pill bottle between my... <laughs> 
my um bunion and my like I, to spread my toes. I was like doing some really weird stuff, and I'm like, God, this would have been nice to know that you know who I am. <laughs> It is a weird feeling to have to just be yourself on a plane or in any situation, and then at the end of it, for someone to go, "I know who you are." Yeah, like that doesn't that doesn't happen in life, where you know, unless I maybe like I know you're a mom, and you go, "Oh no, God, this is someone in my family." But it, yeah, so that was my worst. That that actually was nice. That guy was very nice, but um, wish he would have said it earlier. What about what's uh, your what's worst your thing? Story? Uh, I I guess uh, this was pretty bad. So I'm. I, you know, my brother was is way smarter than me, my older brother, and he liked to outsmart me a lot. And uh, I, I, I don't even think this. It's funny when you think back and you're like, man, he tricked me, but really, I should have saw it coming. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes you're like, man, how did he think of this? Yeah, but like really, the he sour just, cream, <laughs> ice yes, cream. This incident? is exactly like Comes this. To mind. Yeah. Uh, he put two ketchup packets down. He's like, I bet you should punch him. And I was like, no. And I was In like, a plane? no, just punch them as hard as you can. Yeah, to catch up packets. And I was like, oh you sure I should do it? And he's like, yeah, it'll be cool. And I'm like. And this was on your way to Jackson Hole last week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how old were you? I want to set the stage here. I would say I was like eight or nine. Oh, okay. You so know? he's like 12, 11, Yeah, he's 12. like 12. Yeah, he's okay. just smart enough to know that this is a horrible idea. And mm. I fucking punched these ketchup packs because I want to impress them too at the same time. And I punch them and the ketchup flies like seven feet and lands on like a 140-year-old woman's face. Like, oh. and she's just <laughs> covered oh my God. with ketchup. Like, Was she what? like sitting next to you like on the row? No, she was like. It was Back. like it was far enough where I don't even know. If she, I can't she remember where whether or not. From. Yeah, <laughs> she got ketchup. It was like the Vegas shooting. They're like, "Where is this coming from?" <laughs> oh I mean, a lot of times mass shootings, they can't. They do not know where it's coming from. I'm sorry. To yeah, it was like JFK assassination. It was like, yeah, was it yeah. from the who? Where, was it even this plane? It was back and to the left. Yeah, they did. So I blamed the CIA. Did they think it was blood too? Because it was. <laughs> oh <ketchup>. yeah. <laughs> Like her head um, they were like, she's alive in one spot. <laughs> yeah, she's just old enough where she just started bleeding randomly. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't get caught though. Somehow, did your parents get mad at you? Um, I can't remember if they were even on the flight or listening to us or talking to us at okay. that time. Yeah, I think my mom was drunk and my dad was looking at reports. <laughs> as long you as know you didn't, didn't did. catch up on those reports. <laughs> I don't know why it wasn't like I guess I didn't get in that much trouble to think back but I just felt so horrible for this old woman who she didn't need to who get like screamed up. yeah and then also like I feel bad for that kid being so dumb to do that you, you know what I mean yeah <laughs> oh I like that we're looking at him as not you but yeah he was just a kid he didn't know no nothing <laughs> I remember one time spilling ketchup on my hands and walking to the bathroom at a McDonald's when I was like maybe in third grade and this man was like, are you okay? Like he thought it was like blood all over my hands and I remember being so scared by his reaction and I was just like, I don't know. Like I just remember being like, oh, that's what it's like to get like like real attention from so, like some like oh. too much, like someone being Dude, so concerned about you that it was just like, Jesus Christ, chill out old and man. And then you're like, like, am I okay? Sweet. Like, am I okay? Like you start questioning yeah. everything. And I, you start I telling I... me like someday you will start bleeding and it means you're a woman. <laughs> and I'm like, they're too young for this. Where's my dad? <laughs> I handed my brother a knife one time and he took ketchup and he put it all over his hands and said yeah. I stabbed him. And I was running around crying, thinking I stabbed Aww. my brother. That was in Jacksonville. Crying with recent. joy. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. be the successful one now. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay, Carlisle, what about you? Okay. Story or just like thing on a plane? That's the least thing. I'm just going right to story because I had to do the worst thing, which is blow my... Flight attendant. <laughs> blow the, yeah, blow the, move to my get the autopilot. Did you fuck the autopilot? <laughs> the autopilot. <laughs> I had to get my two cats to Mississippi. Nikki <laughs> remembers this. It was right before I was moving in with you oh, yeah. to do Dancing with the Stars. And we thought we were going to live in this apartment for a lot longer than we actually did. Yeah. But they <laughs> didn't allow <laughs> pets. reminding me. <laughs> so, so I had to get these two cats back to Mississippi <laughs> in an airplane bag that goes under the seat. Oof. Two have to fit in the one that goes under the seat. That's the like rule, the FCC rule. But That's then, the cat rule, yeah. Fuck cat cats. I, I already had them drugged, whatever, and they're like, <laughs> drug. like fighting in the bag. How did you drug like, these things, Carla? Cat so they wouldn't fight. So no, you, no, you how did get, you drug them? You, your vet Heroin? will, will oh, okay. prescribe it. And okay. so I didn't know if you Benadryl them I'd already prepared for them to be in the bag the whole she time. She bagged it. She just blew a bunch of smoke into the bag. Just smoked them out. No, so then the flight's about to start and the flight attendant comes around and she's like, okay, you need to take one of the cats out of the bag. And I was like, what? And she's like, one needs to go on your lap. She goes, the one cat's out of the bag. You got two cats in there and <laughs> yeah, everyone knows yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> it's coming out of the bag. I was like, what is this, a late night show? I was like, that is the worst idea ever. The bag's like, <laughs> like it's like, oh my but why God. Why did she like, make you take one out? Why did I she make just, you? That's the rule. Like one has to ride on your lap. So I was like, what? which one's going to be more docile? And I just got like the older one and pulled her out. And she's trying to like jump on the plane and I'm holding her. Aww. And then she just took a shit on my lap. Oh, some stress. She was so stressed out and she was medicated and I felt so bad for the people next to me because they're like, who is this? Who brings two cats on a plane? Like, I look like a crazy person. Oh my God. But it's because I have to move them back. Like, they both live there now. So, like, it's the one time in life this is ever going to happen. But for that one plane ride, I was that This is a lesson. Like, don't get cats. Like, don't get animals if you don't have a plan. I know. Well, they lived for 22 years. I mean, I had these cats since 2005. (laughs) And things were fine then. Yes. Oh, my God. There's so many times where people have to move or like there's situations where people are like, I got I don't know what to do with my dog. Like having pets. No, I would never really hold back people from so many things. My plan was always for them to go to their golden years in Mississippi, which is what's happening now, (laughs) which is a a great life for cats. Were the people next to you being like, oh, you could hear them like huffing and puffing. They were laughing. They were these two boys that were like on their way to a wedding. And I think they were cousins. And they were just like, no, man. Oh, like, because it smelled (laughs) so bad. And I was just like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she's just shitting. And I'm just dinging the thing, trying to get it. They were fighting in the bag. Oh, they were fighting Was there shit in the bag bag too? Were they like shitting? All in the bag. They had gotten sick and everything. And I'm holding Avery. Why didn't you just, why did you do it? Like, when did we you got, know that the cats were going to do this? I think it was the medicine that the vet gave oh, them. Yeah, just probably. relaxed them and it relaxed yeah. their bowels. You guys, <laughs> stop giving your cat. Like when people fly with their animals, they medicate them. It's just such a bad idea. Just, I don't know what it is with cats, but with dogs, 
just put them in the bag and stop checking on them. Just like be confident that that's where they belong and your dog will like read your energy. It was the best advice I was ever given. It changed the way I traveled with pets. I was always dealing with dogs that were doing the same thing, freaking out, shitting, like like scratching the bag, trying to get out. And then the second these gay guys were like, oh, you're traveling with a dog? It's rough, isn't it? And I was like, I don't know what to do. Do you have any advice? And they were like, once you... You, they are reading your energy. If you're nervous about them in the bag, they're going to be nervous about being in the bag. They go in the bag. You're confident they should be there. They're going to take them out when it's the plane's right over is over. If you are just confident they belong there and that it's not a big deal and you're not constantly like, are you okay? Are you like, they're not going to worry about it either. And it was like magic. I couldn't believe how it worked where I was just like, Luigi, that's where you're going. And I'm just leaving you there and you're fine. And I'm going to go to sleep. Never an issue again, traveling with pets, but I'm the sure it's different with cats. Carlisle cats shit her overalls. And then the cats were <laughs> Look, like, I was sitting in a pile of stuff myself. <laughs> oh, I was very nervous. Final oh, thought, man. Noah. <laughs> Noah, what's your least favorite thing about a plane? Okay, I, I cannot stand when um, someone who's in the window seat, like opens their window and let's light into a dark plane, especially How when it reaches dare my you. My dad does that. My dad loves a window seat. And if he's sitting in the aisle and someone is the window and they don't open the window, he goes, you don't even open the window. It's like, what's the point of sitting next to the window? Like he'll start huffing and puffing and being a little baby about it and be like, I, I mean, I like the window. I would use the window. Like he loves the window. <laughs> then he gets mad if you're on a Southwest flight and you pick like a seat for him that is on the wing because then he doesn't have a good view because the wing, like he loves What's he window. looking for out there? UFOs? What is he doing? He just likes the view. I mean, it is kind of impressive. Air travel is amazing no, I that know. you get to be we that high be up. Amazed. But like, yeah. it's okay. It, my to dad look has a wonder through. that is like a, a, a childlike wonder. It's right. But you're when it is dark on a plane and the light is abrasive, you should or shut the, the window. Or the sun is setting or the sun is However, rising. However, Get yeah. a sleep mask if you don't like because the other night I was reading on a plane mm. and it was dark and I put my overhead light on because I wanted to read this book that I had a tangible book and I felt bad because I'm like, oh, the cabin's dark. I'm putting on this reading light. And then I go, if people don't like light and they want to sleep, get a fucking sleep mask. Yep. Like there's a solution if you don't like light. So, but I know some people don't like sleep masks. You but see light you know coming I- in. Let that be your cue to wake up and see the fucking Grand Canyon because yeah. and it's on the left side of the plane, even though you're on the right. So look at the other. Look at the look, you Carlisle's know, flown enough. The ocean view. If, if you look out a window of any plane, you see the Grand Canyon. It don't matter how far <laughs> you are. That Grand Canyon, it's big. It's grand. It's big. Okay, what's your favorite I, thing about being on a plane? Can I just say one more thing? I hate real quick. Yeah. I hate when yeah. people put up the airplane map of where we're going the whole time. Oh, I hate it so much. So I have to look and go, we're in Tennessee and we have to be in Alaska and you fucking are watching now, you prick. Now I have to watch for (laughs) slow-mo of this fucking, I was like, I hope it crashes on there. And they really do watch it. These people just like have have so, these people are such control freaks. They need to feel like they're in the cockpit some way. So they have like, (laughs) this is control freaks that are watching this. They're like, oh, the elevation right right now and Celsius to the Fahrenheit is quite cold up here. Can you believe that? (laughs) What? uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, we could just do all things we hate, but what's your favorite (laughs) part about air travel or being being on an airplane? I mean, my favorite story is when I was flying, my little brother was afraid to fly. And I've told you this before, but he was in the back and he was having a full on meltdown. And, uh, 
and the pilot came back after we took off. He was crying so hard. He was like fighting. He had like super strength and he finally calmed down because we gave him like a half a Xanax and the pilot comes all the way to the back of the plane and he looks down. He's like, son, I just want to let you know we're going to get you home. All right. And Sam looks up and he goes, who's flying the plane? (laughs) (laughs) So Sam is just envisioning like an empty steering wheel just going, you know, Carlisle fucking the autopilot. (laughs) (laughs) It's just crazy. I would think that too. Yeah. If I was 11 or 12. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It was the best moment of my life. I laugh every time I think of that story. I told it at his wedding. Because he's... The pilot thinks he's really like changing this kid's life, <laughs> yeah, even though yeah. he's like, giving him so much more alarm. Um, the best what thing on the plane was when I sat plane? next to um, two of the only surviving uh, munchkins from oh, yes. The Wizard of Oz. Wait, what? I've never heard this story. Jerry. Uh, Were they in one seat? Uh, you told it on You Up <laughs> a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, Jerry. Mu- Wait, let me look. look I remember name. this. Jerry Munchkin. Him and his wife were both munchkins. Jerry Marin, that's right. Jerry Marin and his wife um, were both in the Lollipop Guild. He died May 24th, 2018. He was old as fuck. He died at the age of 98. Um, I met him in probably... I, I mean, he was at the window. His wife was in the middle seat. I was on the aisle. And I was flying out to LA from like some shit gig uh, when I was just broke and like not doing well at all. And he and he, they were so nice. We started talking all about the business, and they were telling me all about the Lollipop Guild. They would make appearances. That was like how they were making money. So they were telling us all about me, all about you know what it was like to be. They, they still like really represented the Lollipop Guild, <laughs> and we're going out there. Uh, and they were like they were so adorable. They loved each other so much, and. Um, and he told me I was going to make it. He was like, I just have a feeling about you. You're going to make it. And it was very like, I really felt that he believed it. And like, I don't know if I felt like it was magical somehow having a munch can tell me that or something. But like, <laughs> it just felt, it was such a lovely flight Wait, of talking from to tro- someone over 50. Factory? They from but the under 50 factory? inches. What? No, the or Wizard of Oz. Oh, the Wizard of Oz guys. Yeah, Wizard of Oz. Of, um, yeah, so like 19... Like he was in the Wizard of Oz. You're thinking of Oompa Loompas. Oh, Oompa Loompas. We represent the lollipop guild. The lollipop guild. Yeah, those two. Um, It was like a fever dream. I couldn't even believe it that I was sitting, got to sit next to them and that they were so nice and we talked the whole way and that they, um, I think they gave me like a present or something at the end of it to remember (laughs) them. It was so nice, but it was such a wild, um, but that was my best flight. What about you, Cara? Oh, I was just going to say. You just had more leg room. (laughs) You're like, I, is... I could really stretch out. That's why it was great. Yeah, you're like, that was such a good fly. <laughs> you're like, finally, I, I could just fucking lay down on top of them. That's so funny. <laughs> I just put them under the seat in front of me. I was like, you guys can't, you can't put, put can two munchkins down. You can't put two munchkins yeah, yeah. in one bag. You have to have one on your lap <laughs> one, and you one under the seat. That's FCC regulation, <laughs> as we've learned. No. Okay, this is very meta because I'm here now. <laughs> I don't know. But Wait, first of all, how thing, meta? How meta is this gonna be, Nikki? This can is we gonna take be. A bet? This is Carlisle meta. I'm so. even using if the word. Right. That's what I'm on the fence about here. <laughs> is that if we? <laughs> what does Carlisle think so meta means? I'm so excited for how meta this is. I'm really. 
I have a feeling it will be. I think she's going to nail it. My favorite thing about being on a plane is listening to this podcast. Oh, well, that is meta. Yeah. And I'm inside of this podcast. So, oh, oh that is so nice of you to say. Are we flying also, together right now? Are you on a plane? It is. Oh, yes. Whoa. Someone on a plane right now listening to this. It is nice. <laughs> okay. There's something about listening to podcasts on a plane. I love laughing so hard at something on the plane that I have to turn it off because I am being one of those people that's like, I'm having so much fun by myself. (laughs) Like, I just hate people that like laugh to themselves where it's just like, we get it. You like are entertained by art. Like you, you have your own little (laughs) private world. You're having fun. You have a good life. I like, there's parts of me as soon as I start laughing, like at a book or something I'm reading, I'm always just like, ah, everyone hates me around me. (laughs) They think I'm like trying to What happened on Columbine and Nikki's just like. (laughs) (laughs) Just snickering. It's like chapter eight, like when they all died and Nikki's just like. (laughs) This is what it gets good. Oh, the basement tapes chapter. That's for the big Columbine heads out there. Um, it is funny when you laugh to yourself on a podcast because you, you do it really, you really laugh hard and then you try to hide the laugh instead of just yes. like let it naturally happen. Yes. You're just like, <laughs> and it looks like you're doing something sneak, like you're plotting, <laughs> like you're just like thinking about how you're going to hide this woman plane, has a and then bomb. you just look suspicious. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> ah, they didn't No, check. I'm just listening to Conan, I swear. Well, why oh do God, you have I dynamite? I had a wooden knife that I got from like <laughs> a disposable. Um, it's over there, I think. It's wait, let me just get it. Um, Did you bring a wooden knife on a plane? Yeah. So a, like, I had like disposable, um, like you know, cutlery. I, there's so many times I find myself on the road where like I'll order Uber Eats and there's no, you know, I have to use the um, the str- the stirring straws from like the coffee filter thing to like use as chopsticks because they just never have they don't give it to you in your Uber Eats and then you just are like oh what do I do there's no restaurant at the hotel I can't call down so I've just saved stuff that's like good sometimes that I get and I just had a, an individual wooden knife <laughs> is that in one of your my dad's artifacts jacket <laughs> it's one of your dad yes <laughs> did your dad find it that on the be. Missouri River. <laughs> This looks so suspicious. It does, like dude. it is. It, 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 it is. You know so what it sharp. looks like? It looks like yeah. a, someone's trying to sneak a it's butter, a, 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 a murder weapon, but as a butter knife. Like you're like, yes, yeah. It looks like something <laughs> someone would make to make it look like it's not as dangerous as it is. And this is was in my. I found this in my jean jacket while I was on the flight, and I was like, man, I'm glad. Because it's it wouldn't, so it wouldn't come out on a um, metal detector. Like it is a perfect weapon. So if any terrorists are out there listening, what? Yeah, if you want to make a gun, make it out of wood. <laughs> like I, I just love the idea of you. Like you have a shank on you. Like that's a straight up shank. Yeah, like, it, does, it is. I've never even seen a like and a take home knife. If it had the fork like with it, it would make yeah. sense to be like, oh, yeah. this is. I just had the knife. There was no other yeah. piece. If there was the napkin or like the plastic that came with the set it was just the knife so suspicious um uh noah what's your favorite thing about being on a a real quick i love when i'm like on a plane that's not too old but also not too new so there's like a screen so true i I, I I just think it it doesn't like break apart in the sky yeah yeah no and um they have a map that i can track the flight and I can see it in the three different views, like zoomed out, medium. Wait, no, oh, you're that listening. person I hate. <laughs> That's what Andrew I hate you. I hate you. That's what Andrew hates, Noah. <laughs> I what fucking hate you, you Noah. 
So you you're are. going through each of the views where it goes like 3D and it like goes around the plane. Yes, and it tells me how much time <laughs> and then it I shows have the bird's eye. Yeah. Because I like knowing how much time is left. Like I like okay, knowing. You leave it these, on. Are, these are people who want to be in the cockpit. They can't be. It's the closest they can get. I get it. I know that that is exact. It's Noah. That's who that person is. It's wait. Do you Andrew, leave it on the whole time? You're gonna hate this answer. The answer is yes. You don't. <laughs> The whole time. I'd rather have a cat shit in my mouth. <laughs> than now watch I know you. if we ever fly anywhere, I cannot sit next to Andrew. Because <laughs> he's going to want to kill me. No, I we're going to have that, that one munchkin. Matt, that keeps going from like, <laughs> I love, they. I know exactly what you're talking about. They give you different aspects of the plane. It they tell like, you the elevation. They and trace around it. They show you where, like, where you are, to, like, in comparison to oh. Africa. Yeah, you have like a, <laughs> that gives you like a little steering wheel. So you pretend that you're flying it. <laughs> well, look at me. Okay, and we're I, gonna have to have fifteen munchkins in between us. I'm telling I, you. I also like to do this. I like to turn the screen off, listen to a little bit of a podcast, then turn it back and on and see, see how, how far much you've come. The plane has moved. Okay, that's. Oh, I don't mind okay. that. I don't Andrew's mind. Okay. Andrew, we a need to get in. you a sleep mask to be so you don't have to deal with these people. Sleep masks <laughs> will would solve most of our issues, except uh, Carlos' cat shit. <laughs> <laughs> Need a sleep note. If you pull the sleep mask <laughs> down, <laughs> solution. I need a sleepy <laughs> nose. <laughs> all right, guys, that's our podcast for this Monday. We're back in action. Uh, we'll be here all week. Um, thank you so much for listening. We will see you tomorrow on the show. Uh, don't be cut and Jack. Yeah, come to Nashville August thirtieth. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes. August tomorrow night uh, in Nashville. Go see Andrew and come see me in uh, Vegas September second. We'll see you out there. Bye. Bye. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking.
This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they are in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 